the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast and it starts now. No, I think it was a good game by our group. Just throughout the game, I thought we got better, maybe just from being on the road trip and kind of coming back. And early game, but I thought we did a good job, obviously, early on and um, just building our game throughout the, the, as the game went on. If you look at the standings, we all know how, how close it is. So um, I think it's obviously been a good stretch for us here, a good push coming up into the All-Star break. So um, as, if, as long as we just keep building as a group, keep believing in here, I think we're going to be good. But um, it, it's been a good good little stretch here for our group. and. Um, just got to keep pushing forward. As a group, we know where we're at, and, and obviously we, we want to make a push and make the playoffs, so that's the best hockey, and um, just one of those things where we, we got to come together as a group, and I thought we've done a great job. So, um, yeah, we, we put ourselves in a good spot, obviously, coming into the break, and uh, one more game here, so focus on that one coming up here on Tuesday and uh, try to put some more points in the bank for us. Well, that was Colton Pareko as the St. Louis Blues get their third consecutive overtime win, their fifth consecutive win overall. And a massive two points with a 4-3 win over the L.A. Kings today at Enterprise Center. The two points jumps the Blues over the Nashville Predators, who have still played one more game than the Blues. And the Blues currently sit in the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference playoff race, tied in points with the L.A. Kings. The Kings have a game in hand on the Blues. What a great game it was. Another great game for the goaltender as well. The Blues have now won four straight games by a score of four to three. And let's get you to the highlights. Thomas recovers the puck, brings it near wing to Scandella. Oh, to Butch Nevich, and he just missed a tap-in for a shorthanded goal. What a beautiful pass from Marco Scandella right between the legs. It drew down, he curves it. The near wing, Dubois. Kikaliev moves it on and a shot from the near wall saved by Hofer. Yeah, big sharp save right there from Hofer. You know, that shot curves right from the wall there. I don't think that was a shot he was expecting off the hop, but a big time glove save. Battle in Florida as Jake Neighbors along the near wing and he can't clear the zone. Kopitar holds it in right in the middle. The Kepe, he scores. Tough turnover inside the blue line and the LA Kings get the first goal of the game. 15.54 to go in the first. Kepe from Kopitar. 1-0 Los Angeles. Skates down along the wing. England defending. Kyra goes behind the net with it. Passes to Letty in the slot. He shoots. He scores! Nick Letty ties it. Kyra made it happen. Letty made it count. 1-1 the score. 7.09 to go. Period. Number one. Brought back in high slot. Now Lewis out in front. A backhander save and the rebound. They score. It looked like it was Jarrett Anderson Dolan on the rebound. 57 seconds left. It's going to be a short-handed goal for the Kings as they get, as they take a two-to-one lead to the top of the left circle into the slot. Shot and they score. Pavel Buchnevich set up in the slot, able to drill it five-hole past Dave Riddick. And just like that, the Blues tie the game at two. Thomas delays high slot, touch pass on Kairu, he scores! Jordan Kairu makes it three to two, Blues. On a beautiful passing combination there with 7.53 to go in the second. 
back to the line, punch back in, set up in the slot, and a save there by Hofer. Now brought back in by the Kings, Dano near side. Gets it back, top of the right circle, walks to the slot, and he scores. Philip Dano with an absolute blistering shot, beats Hofer, stick side off the post and in. And the Kings tie the game at three, 116 to go here in the second. To Drew Doughty, looking for the goal, and a shot to the glove. Hofer makes the save. Pavel Butchnevich launches a pass to Shen. Shen, a partial break, shoots, score! The captain, the hero, the game winner. And bring out the Zamboni. The Blues are back in a playoff spot. They've won five in a row. And Braden Shen rips home the game winner to keep the streak rolling. It's a St. Louis Blues 4-3 win. Right after the game, Steve Ott put the headsets on and talked about the attitude of this team and the goaltending. Well, it's a team that's been playing, uh, you know, through, for each other in the full 60s are, are hard right now. Obviously, coming off that road trip's not an easy game for us. Uh, the first eight, ten minutes, kind of getting our feet off the off that plane that we just landed in the night before, and uh, the guys started building the game and building, and obviously scored some timely goals at the same uh, same moment. Steve, of course, the first year as a captain for Braden Chen, who's on an absolute tear right now, and you've worn the sea at this high level. What can you say about the growth of him this season? Well, for sure, he's been through a lot, obviously, with the the stuff that's gone in organizational-wise, and. He's continued to grab it with Long Tomer and, and Falker and Perry, and these guys want to get this team better every single day. Uh, they've been leading the charge, obviously, in a lot of the areas, and the leadership just continues to get better. And uh, you know what? The, the rest of the team is responding off them. So you know what? It's a, it becomes easy as a coach when you know you've got good leadership and good veteran guys trying to push the way. Congratulations, Coach. Thanks for giving us a moment. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Braden Shin joined us after the game, and now this team is on a roll, and they're finding ways to win. You know, we have a belief in our locker room that uh, we can get it uh, done each night. So I think that happens when uh, you play against good teams and you're beating good teams. And uh, whether the circumstances being down a couple or, or up a couple, um, we feel like we're playing the right way. And, um, you know, it was, it was hard. It was hard coming in, uh, getting in at 4, 430 yesterday and from Pacific, a little jet lag. And we were a little flat to begin with, but we found a way. Uh, Brayton, compare, uh, compare yourself to the getting ready for this game. Obviously, you're in a hot streak right now, another overtime winner for you. What's your mindset now? Compare that to where you were, let's say, three, four weeks ago when you were in a little bit of that scoring drought. Yeah, um, you know, uh, just confidence is everything, right, Joey? Um, you know, you just kind of... Uh, go into the game and, and uh, feeling you can contribute. And, um, you know, I, even since Christmas time, you know, maybe I wasn't getting some results I'd like on the score sheet, but I felt uh, I was at least building my game. Um, not to say that I love my game that much tonight, but I found a way to help the boys. Braden, one more real quick one, if you don't mind. Like Joe and I talked, what's it like for a team to take the ice knowing that every game either goaltender has given you a chance to win? Uh, it's uh, all year, all year. Um, you know, even at the beginning of the year when we weren't scoring goals, they were stopping a ton of pucks and keeping us in games. and. Um, you know, now they're both of them in a rhythm and uh, both are studs, both are confident and, and uh, uh, it's, it's fun playing in front of them, that's for sure. Let's hear from the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Drew Bannister. Myself and, and the rest of the staff were not only harping on individual players, but the team as a whole that we had to become better defensively and had better habits. Um, and with that, you know, hopefully the offense were come and 
um, you know, the guys, the guys started to buy into that. Um, and now we're seeing that, you know, we're getting contributions through the lineup offensively now and not having to rely on, you know, two or three guys. Um, you know, guys are starting to get more opportunities, more looks at the net. Uh, and then obviously the puck's going in the net for them. So get a tough first 10 minutes. There's no question about that. But, you know, we it's a tough trip, right? Like we, we go out and play three games in four nights. And then, you know, with the time change, travel back yesterday and then have an a- afternoon game. I don't know what the odds are of teams coming, you know, from the West Coast to, to, to win hockey games. But, you know, we were able to keep keep it close. Um, and then we seem to find our legs in, in the second part of the, the first period and in parts of the second. Um, you know, we we certainly made some mental mistakes, and, and that's going to happen in a game like that. But I just thought we've, we we showed a lot of, I don't know what you want to call it, but we dug in. Like, um, we, we could have, you know, we could have just kind of gone away when they scored the two shorthanded goals and said, you know, We'll, we'll save it for later, but guys found a way. You know, they score a shorthanded goal. Our power play comes back quick and is able to score, and then we score shortly after that, and they're able to score again. And you know, I thought the effort in the third period was there. We did a lot of good things, you know, and then we get rewarded in overtime. But that's it's a tough game for our guys to play. You know, play. Um, you know, and it's a, a desperate hockey team over there in LA and. That's an important two points for us. It's a big game for us, a real big game, you know. And and for us to, to, to dig in and find a way to get the extra points is important. We're putting ourselves in a position that we're not out of games. Like, we're, we're always in games, I find, right now. Um, and I think that's that's a belief where we get ourselves into games, that we get into the third period, whether we're tied ahead or down by one, that, you know, we have an opportunity to, to come out of this with, you know, a win or points at least. And, um, you know, we have players that are just the things that we can control. We're starting to meet the standards on that, I think. And I think that's that's been, a, you know, whether it's a mindset with our group, um, you know, we're starting to, to see results with that. And I think with the results then becomes confidence and belief within the core group and the team. Joe Vitale helps us break down the game after each and every contest, and this one's pretty simple. We started with the run that the Blues are on. They kept their head above water there. I mean, that was a stretch of games, Curbs, where you had Colorado, Dallas at home, Pittsburgh on the road, and then it was that huge test with the Bruins, the Eastern Conference team, and the Rangers coming to town. So many big-time teams coming through, and, you know, I think big picture – not that the players necessarily concern themselves with this, but is it on their mind? Is it on the coaching staff's mind? Certainly. I mean, you come into this game five games over 500. I um, mean, you know, I was talking to some of the players about this a couple weeks ago, and like they mentioned last year, I mean, last year the Winnipeg Jets, to give you a, some perspective, we were 13 games over 500, and they snuck in as a second wild card spot. 13 games over 500. This is a team that was kind of one, two over 500, three, then they'd be back down to two, three again, back down to two, then they would even. They needed to figure out a way to, and Alex and I touched on this a couple weeks ago, but you have to figure out a way to set yourself up for a post-All-Star break pre-trade deadline push. There's 14 games after they come back from the All-Star break, and you have to be in a position at least to set yourself up to what that could look like to essentially uh, be on the right trajectory for that 10-plus games over 500. And right now with this win here tonight, this afternoon rather, 
Six games over 500. You're playing a struggling Columbus Blue Jackets team. You cannot take for granted, no doubt, but a team that is struggling, you can have. So an opportunity curves to go seven games over 500, entering the All-Star break. I mean, you really can't script it any, any better than that. If you were to ask this team on January 1, would you take that? I think every single one of them absolutely would take it. They've put themselves in a great position. And once again this afternoon, they figure out ways to continue to win games. Another overtime winner here for the captain, Braden Shen. And just terrific goaltending at the other end for Joel Hofer. Yeah, the goaltending, and you heard from Braden Shen as we talked about that, really has been a difference maker. And some people may look at it and say, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's another that's another three goals that have gone in. Like I said, each of the last four games have ended in a 4-3 score with the Blues winning it. it it's it's not the numbers. It's when you're getting the saves and it's how you're doing it. And Drew Bannister touched on this. I think it was a post-game show a couple of games ago, a post-game press conference, when he said, you want to give yourself a chance in the game, go into the third period, whether you're up by a goal, you're down by a goal, or you're tied. If you've kept it close, you've given yourself a chance. And that philosophy seems to be playing out in front of us. But it's playing out because the goaltenders, even if one's going in, they're finding a way to battle. They are. I mean, let's let's be realistic about the big picture here. And the big picture is you got to call a spade a spade. The, the goaltending has been exceptional. And, you know, you and I were discussing before the game started, like, wow, they're going with Hofer. You know, interesting yep. call. You know, and with Bennington playing so well, you know, you go back to the backup. Well, I think this is the rhythm that Bannister's found. You know, just because one's playing well, they have this this system now where they keep going back and forth, and one's kind of pushing each other at, at the other moment. And I think there is a little inter-team competition where, you know, whatever you can do, I can do better. A little bit of that going on here. And I think that both goalies now are coming in fully rested. You know, these goalies are getting two, three, four days of rest between games now. And when they're both playing this well, I think you see the freshness in the legs, as we saw in the third period today, as Joel Hofer was snappy and moving over left to right very well. That huge save there in that third period where his stick was all over the place, his body was all over the place, keeping that puck out. I mean, that was, to me was a save of the game. And when you have goaltenders, you know, entering tonight's game when they were outshot in the last three games, I think it was 108 to like 63 or something. I mean, that that's an, an incredible number and gap as far as shots on goal. You know, a part of it is to the quality of shots for St. Louis. They don't tend to waste a lot of shots, but still, 100-plus shots in three games is a lot of shots to be taken for these goaltenders. There were some high-danger ones there as well. But when you're getting good goaltending, the special teams has certainly continued to improve. Now, although you do get a power play goal here tonight, you'd like to have more with 12 power play or with 12 minutes of the game dedicated to your power play. But still, you do get a power play goal, and this is a team that just continues to push itself into overtime. We, we said it on the broadcast halfway through the third. To me, it looked like a team playing very passive, preventative defense because they knew once they get to overtime, they're a confident group. And, and sure enough, for the third game in a row, they do it to seal the deal 4-3. And Braden Shen, the captain, has been in on all three of these overtime yep. goals. Two goals and, of course, a primary assist on the Buchnevich one in Seattle. So the captain is certainly surging now. Blues are now 5-1 and one and 3-on-3 three three overtime. The Kings go to 1-5 and five in that scenario. The power play is an interesting one to look at it tonight. Is. It is. You and I were discussing this during one of the breaks late in the game. Did it do its job tonight? I, you know what? At first I would say yes. And then on the second thought after we had discussion, you brought up the fact that the Kings scored a shorthanded goal, which I forgot about at the moment. So I would say no. Uh, as much as I hate to say that, I think if the Blues score the power play goal only one for six, I think still yes, you did, you did your job. But that shorthanded one kind of to me – you know, nullifies the one you score, and then plenty of opportunities, I think, in the game here 
uh, over those last three to four penalties as the Kings didn't have a power play after that uh, to seal the game and really in that third period too, multiple opportunities to have a two-minute advantage with a tie game figure out a way to get the lead and don't even extend this game in overtime and unfortunately they did not do that so I'm not going to sit here and say that the power play was a positive here tonight but it certainly did something let's put it that way <laughs> it, it it definitely worked on that front Pavel Butchnevich had a goal and an assist in the game he's starting to find that scoring touch he's got 17 goals on the season now to tie Robert Thomas for the team lead in that category he's got points in four of five Braden Shen, as you mentioned, getting that overtime goal, now has points in six straight and has a total of 11 points in his last 10 games with points in nine of his last 10 games as well. Those two guys coming alive from an offensive standpoint changes big time how this team looks. Well, it does because you now you have scoring on the top two lines. I mean, that was the big thing for Bannister a few weeks ago was depth scoring, secondary scoring. How do we get more more offense from the bottom three lines because at that point in the season it was really just that that first line that was the monster right that was the line that was chugging away and getting offense and the Thomas point streak and the Jordan Cairo was having explosive games and and Bush Navis there as well this last road trip really did change a lot of things I mean that Braden Shen neighbors and sod line even though they had a little bit slower of a game here I would say still were effective on that road trip. And now teams are looking at the Blues as saying these top two lines can hurt you. So now they got to diversify their matchups and try to spread spread thin their defense, shutting down two lines versus shutting down one line. It's very different. So I think the top two lines certainly are having a lot of success here, Curves, and that really does take a lot of pressure. It takes a lot of pressure off the Thomas line because for a while there you feel like if it's not us, it's nobody. And I think that now that they have diversified the scoring, especially with Buchnevich um, starting to come alive for the Thomas line, and I thought Jake neighbors was although off the score sheet here tonight I thought he was very good in this game so you're starting to see more offense from different lines and it really has relieved a lot more pressure and given a lot more run support for these goaltenders thank you Joe let's check in with Tim Woodburn veteran hockey broadcaster of 12 seasons as a play-by-play man he's covered major and minor league sports for 30 years here's Tim Woodburn's take on the game well Chris all of a sudden the St. Louis Blues are turning into the overtime darlings of the National Hockey League after today's OT win against LA. A couple big things. First of all, we're getting significantly into the second half of the season now and the Blues were tied with LA in points and as Herman Munster once said to Joe Pesci on My Cousin Vinny, win some, lose some. Well the Blues have won seven games in overtime or shootout this year. They've only lost two and those points start to add up. That's five extra points that the Blues have that if they didn't have them uh, would really mire them out of a playoff spot. So the overtime play, really, really important. This time of year, I thought Joel Hofer was good in the third period. He was great in the third period. I thought the Blues got outplayed in the third period. Los Angeles had a lot of cycle time, five on five in the third period, and uh, the Blues didn't have a whole ton of quality chances in the third, but they hung on. Braden Shen seems to love that low glove side in overtime. That's his second OT winner in the last week and a half, and the Blues come away with two points, and that's what it takes. Even one point would have been good, but one point, two points, any kind of points for the Blues this time of year to keep crawling and keep climbing up the standings is big for this team. And congratulations to them today and to Drew Bannister and his gang for doing a bang-up job. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. Thank you, Tim. Two key takeaways from last night's game. First off, the Blues just getting it done. It's just that simple. It's the old Larry the Cable guy, get her done. The St. Louis Blues found a way to get the victory. They've scratched and clawed their ways to overtime points and then earning the second point with overtime wins. They're coming from behind in doing so. They've come from behind in three of the last four games, and they're just finding a way to get it done. When you do that, it delivers a belief system that lets you know you're never really out of a game, and that 
is when a team can get really dangerous. And in doing so, the Blues now have five consecutive wins, the second longest winning streak going in the National Hockey League behind Edmonton's amazing streak of 16 consecutive games. The second key takeaway is something that's actually happened over this winning streak as well, but it's something that could be improved on. The starts of the games for the St. Louis Blues in each of the last four games. The other team has had a better start than the Blues. Yes, they're finding a way to come from behind. Yes, they're finding a way to scratch and claw to get points and to win games. But sometimes when you fall behind, as we saw earlier in the year, you're not going to be able to come from behind. And the starts are so critically important. Each of the last four teams have come out and taken it to the Blues pretty good in the first period. But the Blues have been able to weather the storm. One of the things you want to see the Blues do when they come out of this long break following Tuesday's game against Columbus, and starting, of course, with that Tuesday game in Columbus, is have a really good, strong start to the game and see if you can keep the foot on that gas pedal throughout the game, dictate the pace of play, and go from there. So while things are good, and the Blues have won five in a row, the start to the games is something that could use some improvement. But nonetheless, you take what you can get. A five-game winning streak is great. It's the longest winning streak they've had since winning seven games in a row last season. And the Blues go into their final game before the All-Star break in a playoff spot and tied with the top wildcard team, the Los Angeles Kings. So next up for the Blues, the Columbus Blue Jackets come in on Tuesday and then a 10-day break for the Blues as the All-Star break happens and Robert Thomas will represent the Blues in Toronto at the All-Star Game. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you Tuesday after the Blues play the Blue Jackets. Have a good start to your week as well, and we will see you at the rink.